Marcus Sahaba Online Radio. Empowering the Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Respected listeners of Sirius FM and Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. We welcome you to this program, Al-Fiqhu ala al-Madahib al-Arba'ah, Jurisprudence according to the four schools of thought. Our topic today is on the places to visit in Makkah Mukarramah. Well, let's welcome Mufti Sab. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum ma'azayid khan. Jazakallahu khayran. Mufti Sab, before going to the topic, South Africa is presenting the case at the ICJ currently. What is Mufti Sab's comments on this? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihil kareem. Amma ba'd. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Great, great ulama wrote books on siyasa, on politics, and so forth. Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah's one book known as As-Siyasatu Shari'iyah. I must be having it there somewhere in the library so you can look for it and see where it is. So anyway, in that book or in his fatawa, Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah made a very, very profound statement, remember that, and how apt it is for this day and this age. He, ibn Taymiyyah, Sheikh al-Islam, who said that you can have a Muslim ruler. You see all those Arab pot dictators and non-Arabs like Pakistan and the others and so forth. So, but when they don't practice Islam, they don't propagate Islam, on the contrary, they are zalims, they are oppressors and so forth, as you can see. How many Muslims are in jail just because they want to practice Islam and so forth? So you can have a Muslim ruler, and he's a Muslim by name, and he's a zalim, an oppressor, and tenpot dictator, then the help of Allah will not come to him. In this world we're speaking about. And you can have a non-Muslim ruler, but he has justice, some semblance of justice and so forth, then although he's non-Muslim, but in this world Allah's help will come to him. What a great statement it is. Now if you just take that statement and see, so Allah Ta'ala chose South Africa. So you must remember, to take on Israel. It's not taking on Israel. It's taking on Israel. It's taking on America. It's taking on Britain. It's taking on France. It's taking on the Western big, big powers, what they call. You must remember the superpowers, as they like to call themselves. Cut Russia and China out. India also is on the opposition. So you are fighting who? You are fighting, you must remember, Israel. You are fighting, taking on America, Britain, France, remember all the Germany, and then this side here, you must remember, India, and so forth and so on. So very, very bold step it was. So this morning I made a statement and I said that from my side, I will tell the ANC and the government on this issue, we salute you, congratulate you. And amongst all of them, the person we salute, you must remember, is who we as Muslims should be happy about it. Allah selected a Muslim lady. You must remember that Naledi Pando. 
and she is the Minister of Foreign Affairs, International Affairs, whatever fancy name, but for Foreign Affairs. So it was her, one statement of hers, very beautiful. I even sent it to our website. I hope, Suleiman, you put it on our website. Naledi Pandos, one statement. She said South Africa is not a Muslim country. It's not an Arab country. It's a non-Muslim country. Words, I'm just paraphrasing her. But she said one thing we treasure is our humanity. So therefore, Israel must be brought to book and justice must prevail there because this is going on far too long, meaning for 75 years plus. And in the name of humanity, they must be stopped and there must be a ceasefire and they must be charged for war crimes and genocide and so forth. 100% we agree on that. You must remember that. So so she must get the credit for this. You must remember that. So she stood her ground and then the ANC and then majority said fine and that is how it went to. And you know, guys like us is not really our field in that because you know in law you have to be very very specific and with a jutlas you make one mistake with the words they will capitalize and seize on it so that 84 page document when you hear today i sent out one a muslim guy from california he says he's an attorney advocate whatever i sent it out on all the groups and on twitter and telegram and all these type of things there he says that he read it and he found it brilliant. You must remember that because they go and analyze the, every sentence, every word and so forth. So we hope and pray to Almighty Allah. Inna Anybody who's got some sense of justice, you know, in Israel, 400 Jutlas have signed the document with South Africa. In America, hundreds and thousands of Jutlas are siding with justice and with South Africa and for ceasefire and so forth. So Allah Ta'ala is a controller of the hearts of people. So Allah Ta'ala has a system. Allah lets it rotate among people. Allah Ta'ala gave it to the Christians, then it came to the Muslims, 636 to 1099, and then from then, you must remember, 1099 to 1187, 88 years occupation of the Crusaders, then they lost it, came to the Muslims, then again they lost it, then the Jutlas took hold. Now is the time for them to relinquish power, and Allah Ta'ala is showing the world. And you know, whatever the person's intention was, this was never his intention. That we can be 100% sure. The person who manufactured the company, the cell phone, they never ever dreamt that these people in the Gaza strip, we call in Arabic, or the West Bank and all that. So we'll use the cell phone to preserve the Palestinian narrative and Palestinian history. If you just go, I don't know if you've been, Molana, but Allah's Fazal will travel, you know, many, many parts. i just give you three incidents quickly. If you go, I went first time to Robben Island, you know, and that time, I don't know what situation. This was just after our democracy and so forth. I said, let me go and see. They had a person who spent 20 years or whatever, you must remember, in Robben Island. And the way he spoke, you know, some places I was crying. What were things the white minority regime did to them, you know? The zulam, the oppression, and the transgression, suppression, call whatever you want to. So the second time we went, we had a very good guy. 
He, he told us Americans who voted for George Bush. So the guys told him, it's not your business, you understand? He said, not my business, you get out from here. I'm not taking you. And go ask for a refund. <laughs> that was too good, you understand? He said, you get out from here. That while I'm here, and I don't want no George Bush supporters and American, uh, y'all are criminals and y'all are dust. He gave it to the whiteies, you know, understand? And there were Americans there, two, three walked away. The others just kept quiet and they carried on. So he, But the first time, because now I knew what to expect and all that. So that's one. Two, when you go to Vietnam, you know, then you must go to the museum and see what the Americans did to the Vietnamese and how the Vietnamese even beat them in many places and so forth. And Palestine have been five times, so we are eyewitness to this, to the atrocities, the war crimes, the genocide, and all these type of things. Yeah. So we know what's happening. It's not something, you know. The hadith says we can speak and speak, but it's not like a person who's an eyewitness, you know. So therefore, you must remember that it's Israel deserves, and it's a cursed nation, end of the day. So remember, Allah gave them and told them, in ahsantum, ahsantum li'anfusikum. You do good, you do justice, it will stay with you. Where in asatum, you do wrong, falaha. The calamity, musibah. Today I sent it out. The last one, I think, on Israeli media, Americans told them, you better go for ceasefire and you better go and get ready for Palestinian statehood and all this type of thing. America is not going to come to a rescue if a full-blown war comes out and so so they also know they put billions and billions in ukraine and against putin they lost so you mother they put billions and billions and trillions what must say in israel and what good it is nothing so you must remember that they can't even defeat hamas i was just counting the days this week sunday will be a hundred days today is day 97 is it correct yeah so it's Friday 98, Saturday 99, and so 100 days it will be. You can't defeat Hamas, and you got the help of America, Britain, France, and India, and who and who, Germany, and what and what and what. So and Hamas are still there, and Hamas still putting you guys away. And all. It's an absolute shame and disgrace, but we as Muslims will understand it much better than them. Why? Ya ladina amanu in tansurullah. When you have the deen of Allah, yansurkum, Allah will help you. When you thabbit aqdamakum, Allah will keep your feet firm. Inna Allah maulana wa la maulalakum. See? That even the Quran, the Hadith teaches us words like that. So, this thing Quran says, you understand? Then, what Quran says? So you, you will get the reward, you will get the help of Allah. They cannot get that. So therefore, we must know what Quran is teaching. And it's a cursed nation, you must remember. So the time for Israel, therefore, I tell the Jut class, you must hear this morning's program. It's very good with all the Jut class asking questions. So anyway, that our message to the world is, you want peace? The prerequisite for peace is justice. You must take all your apartheid laws out. You must have one democratic system and one law must apply. And the six, seven billion, six, seven million, six, seven million Palestinians in the diaspora must have the right of return, just like the Jutlas can come. 
then you will find some peace and, and reparations have to be paid. That was a big mistake of the ANC. They never made the whiteies and the Nationalist Party pay. You understood? You must let them pay. There must be reparations. You must remember that. You can't be. Now you see people are still living in the ghettos and what, and these guys are all living it up. And how can that be justified? So you must remember that there has to be proper integration, reparation, all this type of things, the people you murdered, the children, babies you killed, you have to pay some compensation. You must remember. Year after year after we're speaking of dunya. So these are the things that they have to do, you know. Moving to Saudi Arabia, the honorable land, Mecca, Mukarrama, many places have been demolished by the cruel tyrant MBS. Muftisab, there's just a question here also by Hindu. The person says, I'm a Hindu, but I see your leader of the Hub of Islam is not supporting Palestine. How is this? So you must remember, if you are on my groups, you will find that Saudi Arabia, you must remember, is one of the countries who supported South Africa going to the ICJ. If you are on my groups, you will find the countries there. And you will find that even Saudi Arabia has, like Pakistan, Jordan, and all of them. Obviously, your argument is valid that not all the Arab countries, you must remember that some of them and some Muslim countries, you know, people, you see, sister, brother, you belong to the Hindu faith. That's your business. But I want to teach you one lesson of life. This is the cruel lesson or the truth of life. You must remember majority of people, Muslim, Hindu, Jew, Christian, atheists, they love to be where? To love to sit on the fence. So when they sit on the fence, Islamically, they are guilty of committing a major offense. So then they can say, tell America, tell the West, but we didn't go with uh, Palestine. If Palestinians win, they will say, see, we didn't go with Israel. So that are the people who are, you know, they play a double game, double agenda. So that is what happens with the Arab regimes and so forth and so on. Mufti Saab, which are the places that we can still visit in Makkah, Mukarramah? The question you ask, we just have to rephrase it. You must remember that because the question is not 100% right. You must remember, we must never say that Saudi Arabia is the holy place. That's wrong. You must remember that. So we must rather say Al-Hijazul Muqaddas is the holy place. So we must understand the terminology properly. When we use the term Hijaz, Hijaz refers to Makkah Mukarramah, Medina Munawwara, Ta'if, Jeddah, all that area is called Hijaz. You got it? Makkah, Medina, Ta'if, Jeddah, all that is all Hijaz. So that is Muqaddas. Saudi Arabia, what Muqaddas? Saudi Arabia only came, you must remember, into existence in 1932. And then you must remember that their Yawmul Watani, their national day is 23rd September. Everything from day one, from the time of King Abdul Aziz, they say we use Islamic calendar. But for their national day, they use the Gregorian calendar. So they say mm-hmm. 23rd September. So it all mix up people. Another mistake you make in a question is this. You say that the demolition by MBS. is not it started with MBS. No, no, no. It started a long time ago. You must remember this type of thing. When I went, I can tell you that I went three years in a row the first time. Seventy with Allah's help, Allah's mercy. Seventy-four when I went, my parents came from South Africa. Allah give them genital firdos. They spent five weeks there and I spent six weeks there. I just fell in love with the Haramain Sharifain. Everything to me just seems so Jamal and beautiful, you understand? I didn't see anything wrong, you know. When you go with that feeling and that, it happens like that. 
So, so many things we saw. Then 75, I went for Hajj, you know, with Allah's help and Allah's mercy alone I went and so forth. So, I must tell you a joke. Yesterday, I was there by Mufti Sahib's place, you see. So, then Mufti Sahib tell yes, custard, you must eat. So, I said, gee. Then they said, no, there's jelly. So, I like it, you know. So, then I said, Hazrat, hello, is per me aap, aapko ek latifa sunata ho. I tell you one joke. So, he looked at me, you see. So I say, you see, as that 74, I went for Umrah. My parents came. 75, I went for Hajj. So I went to Kogir and told him, me, I'm student. I can't pay you all this. So give me like special package and that. So he said, you must go stay in that house there. And it's like, you know, third class, like, you understand? But comfortable in that. Not like, you know, but eating, you must come here. You see, to where your groups are South Africans. I said, that suits me fine. So now we used to go for breakfast, lunch, supper, whatever, you understand here. So one day it happened, it was supper time or lunch time, whatever. So you must remember, I, my cousins, and were sitting there. And they gave custard, you see. One small bowl. You see, they were discussing Makkah. So this is also to do with Makkah. So they gave small, small bowls, you know. So I'm studying there now, one and a half year or two years, I'm already, one and a half year, you can say. I was in Karachi, you understand, plus minus one and a half, two years. So I never tasted custard so long. So I just made one, two, three, and finished. So I'm looking at them. I asked my cousin, you're going to eat your custard? He said, I'll take it. It's all right. So then, then the other one said, you want this one? I said, yeah. So I polished up five custards. You understood? So all the bowls, five, you see? Then they came home. So they were family, very close. So they phoned my father, mother, all of say, hey, the, this guy, the way he ate the custard, he never saw custard in his life. He polished everything up. You understood? Like that. So now mother is mother, you know. So now my mother is waiting. Who's going to go to Karachi? Now in those days, that when people used to go for Hajj, not all, but many of them after Hajj, they used to go to India, Pakistan. You understand? So there was one family. So they said, okay, we will take one box, like you see. So they brought a whole box of custard. So I was very happy. Once a week or so, it's very easy. You just pour it, and then it's you know ready made, like you know. So that is how my custard story was. You see, and this type of thing. So the second thing is, uh, and then 76, I came home. So before I came home, so I had to book my ticket, Karachi, not Jeddah, uh, Jeddah, not Nairobi. Jeddah, uh, sorry, Karachi, not Nairobi. Karachi, Jeddah, Nairobi. Hmm. You see, so always I do like that. Then make Umrah or Hajj or whatever and all that. So 76, I came home, we made Umrah. 79, I came home, I made Umrah. 80, I came home, we made Hajj. You see, like that was I was married and all. So with Allah's help and Allah's mercy. So what I'm saying is this. So the things we saw at that time, so 74, 75 was Faisal's time. And after that was Khalid's time. And after that was Fahad's time. So already the demolition started there. So this guy just went more. He went from first gate to the fifth gate. You understand? But demolition didn't start with him. That's wrong. Demolition started already those days. You must remember that. I saw Khandak properly, everything. Now Nam Nisham, you understand? So, so every king is guilty, some less, some dead. Maybe Faisal, we can exclude him. Faisal was a good guy. The only problem, mistake he made. Mistakes we all make, since we all commit. But when I say mistake, a huge, terrible mistake was. But he also fell in the trap. Then in his time, Faisal ruled from 64 to 75. So if you know. So in 75, then in March, and that was assassinated. So you must remember, we saw him in 74. He came for Tawaf and all that. 
He used to drive a white car. You understand? Not all 10, 20 cars. Today you go there, they got over 100 cars, one, one guy. You understand? So anyway, that, and he was like very, you understand? Abul Sheikh Abul Hassan Nadwi giving him advice and how he was crying and all that, you know. He's written in Alimiyaz, Hazrat Mulana Abul Hassan Nadwi's biography and so forth. So anyway, the point I'm making is this. So you can take Faisal out a little bit. But the rest, you understand? No. Already the demolition of Islam and our places, and that started already in those times. So we must be very clear on these things there. So I was telling you that there are regions, and if you study what we call Saudi Arabia, which came into existence 32, so remember before that it was called Hijaz, then that area of Riyadh, and that is called Najd, you understand? So then you go to other areas, it's called Manatik, Sharqiya, other places it's called... So they had names like that and so forth and so on. So we must not fall in that trap. You must remember this kind of thing. Okay, now we come to the question of which places to visit. Let's start by the Baytullah itself. You see, our people, they just know there's the Kaaba. And today my tafsir is this. So today's tafsir, you must remember that our tafsir will be Surah Al-Imran, verse 98. So we'll do... So I want to explain to the people and the listeners more about the Kaaba than more about Mina, Arafat, Muzdalifa, and good we having this lesson so both can be done in conjunction with one another. Let's start with the Kaaba Musharrafah. Let's get our directions right. So where the Hatim is, right? The semicircle, that's the northern direction of the Baytullah, okay? And then where the Rukne Yamani is, and you must remember Hajre Aswad is, there's a southern direction. And just Jumla Mutariza, just to give you some information and for you also, Mozahid, and for the listeners, because 90% don't know this. So the Imam nowadays doesn't stand by the Kaaba Musharrafah to make Imam with. He stands where the Mataf ends, and he stands there. The wall, the place where the Imam stands, is facing the southern side of the Baytullah, between Hajar Aswad and Rukne Yamani. You got that? Mm-hmm. So you must remember these things there. So you must remember when he's facing like that, you must remember. So that is that is what happens there. So Rukne Yamani, you got it like this. So when you see that, now he stands there. Now, when it's Jamaat time, now, for example, just now be Zohar time, so you must remember there, so what will happen is, or Salat time might be on also, so that the people are standing in the southern direction in front of the Imam. They will tell you, hey, al-haraju madfu'un fil Islam, hey, kathrat al-haraj and all that. But according to the schools, it's not permissible that. But the Salafis just make everything permissible, you know how it is. So that's also important. So we got two directions, right? Then you must remember where the door is. You understand? Of the Baytullah, there's the eastern side. And on the other side is the western side. Okay? One thing the Ali Saud did, what good they did, like I praise the ANC on this one issue, but on other issues, we're very critical of them. So Ali Saud, certain things, they, even the Haramein, what they did, we must give them due for that. There's no doubt about that. The extension and all that, you know. So the expansion, it was very good that. Now you must remember this, that when they came into power in 32 and all that, so for every Salat, they used to have, you must remember, four Jamaats. So the Shahanafi Musalla was there by the Hatim. You understand? So the Hanafi Imam stands there. There in the southern side, like where the Imam stands there nowadays, so there the Shafi Musalla was there. The Shafi Musalla was the biggest. 
And then there were the eastern one is the Maliki Musalla. And the other side is the Hanbali Musalla. So they scrapped all this and said, now imagine if you have four jamaats for one one salat, what chaos it will lead. And other guys will say, we don't even follow the four schools. <laughs> you understand? So you know how it is. So that was very good they did. We must give them due for that. So these are important issues. So, and then... Now, when you start your tawaf, you come to Hajre, you come to Hajre Aswad, right? The black stone. Then from, and if you want books on that, the best book is Sheikh Said Baghdad's book. Everything he broke it up, he wrote on Zamzam, he wrote on Hajre Aswad, he wrote on Maqam Ibrahim, like that, you know? So, very good books. I got them, yes, then excellent books, right? So, from there, Hajre Aswad. Then you come to the side here, that is Rukne Iraqi. You understand? So, when you're walking, so that is Rukne Iraqi. So it was Iraq. And then when you come to the side here, yeah, so you, you pass the Hatim, then that is Rukne Shami. You see that? And then you come to Rukne Yamani. Lo, lo and behold, yesterday Hazrat Muftisab was teaching, and this Hadith came about the Kaaba. You understand? About Yemen. So in Manakib, Al Imanu Yamaniyun wal Hikmatu Yamaniya. You see? So Iman you will find in the Yemeni people and wisdom also. So then, Imam Bukhari is a champion, is a middle mu'min fil hadith. He says, look at it this way, where the door is of the Kaaba, so that is like facing the eastern side, that side. So now, on the right-hand side will be Yemen. So, Yamaniya. And the left-hand side will be Ash'am. So that side is Ayman, and this side is Ash'am. Are you following? Yeah. So this here is the Kaaba. So the paper, for example. So this is your eastern side. So on the right-hand side will be Ayman, Rukne Yamani. And on the left-hand side will be Rukne Shami. You see that? So Ayman and Ash'am. So this side, Rukne Yamani, Rukne Shami. So this side will be your Rukne Iraqi. You see? So that is how it's very easy to understand. So we should know that as well. And then the Hatim, we should know that they never had enough money and all that to use halal. So that's how they came about. You know. Inside the Kaaba, Musharrafah, what they have? They have tiles everywhere. You understand? And up I didn't look. You understand? But I saw three pillars and all these things here. It's the only place in the world that you must remember that you can read Salat in any direction. I'm facing you. you facing me. Other one facing this way. Wherever you can get in, you just get in. But with Allah's help, I read four rakats. I completed the Quran. Allah's help, Allah accepted. So I made sure that I don't want people. <laughs> they must be facing me and all that. So I went to read right by the wall. like understood. So I'm facing the wall. The first wall I faced was the eastern wall, you see. And then the second wall I faced was the... Uh, the one facing the Hatim, the northern wall. So still two walls are left. So sometimes after that, when I went, I still cry. Ya Allah, still two walls are left. I want to still go in one more time. So I can go there. <laughs> you understand? For Allah, nothing is difficult. So we must always remain husnu dhanni billah. But Allah, you must always remain positive, irrespective of what the conditions are. Good conditions, alhamdulillah. Bad conditions, alhamdulillah. But still remain positive in the mercy of Allah. Always remember that. I think what we do, we go for a break and then we'll take you to the places you should visit, inshallah. There's six places, six, seven places. I'll just explain that to you. Now, which you should go to. Inshallah, we'll meet you after the break. (laughs) 
صوت أهل السنة والجماعة صوت مركز الصحابة Respected listeners of Sirius FM, Marka Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, we return to this program and we are speaking about the places to visit in Makkah Mukarramah. Mufti Sab, which are the five or six or seven places that we should visit in Makkah Mukarramah? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. People who are there in Makkah Mukarramah and you want to go for ziyarat or you are coming from Medina Munawwara to Makkah or you're still living from whichever country, then make notes of this. So Mina, so you should go and visit it, people. Hajj time, you spend so much time in Mina. What's the meaning of Mina? Mina means dripping. So the dripping of the blood. So there you make your qurbani, you slaughter. Mina is the place, Masjidul Khaif. So there Mustafa Rasulullah performed his salat. Obviously this masjid now is extended, expanded and all that. But the masjid even that time was known as Masjidul Khaif. And very small the area at that time obviously. And then remember you find the Jamarat. So here there is one story which very few people know. So Jamarat, when we perform Hajj in 75 and that is to have three pillars, people used to die in front of us. People get stampeded and crushed and what. So that's what the Saudis did is very good. So remember, there are four floors. If you're coming from Makkah, Azizia is two floors. If you're coming from Muzdalifa side, Arafat side and that, then another two floors. So two floors there, two floors. So when I deliver lectures there, I ask the people, how many shaitans? They say three. I say, no, if you count all. They say 12. I say, no. So they wonder, how come it's not three? How come it's not 12? I say, there are 15 shaitans. Hmm. Subhanallah. Where's the other three? I say, the Saudis, you understand? They must do something crazy. So in the basement, they made special shaitans for them. You see, all the kings and prince and crown prince and all the dignitaries, prime minister come, president come, this guy come, that guy come. Where are they going to go and pelt with the public? The public will pelt them, you must remember. They'll finish them up, you must remember. So you must remember. And they can't bring so much army and police there. So at the bottom, they got three shaitans. You understand? <laughs> For all these shaitans. You must remember this guy. Al-Khabisatul al So that it is. So very few people know about it. You understand? Right in the basement. We can't go there. They got all their chumchas, all their spies and all that. So it's 15 actually. You understood? So that is how they... Likewise, if you're in Medina, just Jumla Mutar. I don't know if I told you. I went twice also. Allah's help, with Allah's mercy, everything. So all the acorns and that in Medina, where they control? They control 8, 10 kilometers out of Medina. But there's no road to go there. You must go underground. You understand? Narrow, narrow road. So that guy told me, King Abdullah came here. I said, how you all took him? He said, no, there's no other road. He must come this road here. I said, oh. So you must remember. I thought maybe for him they took some this thing. So anyway, cut long story short. So Mina. So you got Masjid Al-Khaif, you got the Jamarat, and then you must remember you got there Masjid Kuwaiti, so that the Kuwaiti government built there and so forth. And then you got the Mukhayyamat. You must remember the camps and the tents. It's the call called the city of tents for that six days. You see, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. That's the front thing most people after five days they run away. So that is where you go. And then special services means you're paying more and more. This year guys went for Hajj. They told me, the agents told them you want special services, 100,000 rand extra you have to pay per person. 
for the five, six days. You must remember that. All money-making, ripping, you know. Saudi government ripping, the agents ripping and all that. Very few South Africans really went that said, Allah was all the hurt we performed, we were there in front. So what is the meaning of special services? You understood the term, Molana. It means that everywhere in the world, you run away from shaitan. Special services means you are the nearest to the shaitan. Understood. So you don't have to walk because there's so much walking to do there. So that is what it means, special services. You got it? Sure. So otherwise the bed and all that is all similar, food and all that. You get a few extra things here. But generally that's the whole idea. You are much nearer. So that is your mina. Then you come. Now remember haram. Haram means what? Three M's. M3. You know you'll drive BMW and all. So Makkah is haram. Mina is haram, Muzdalifa is haram, and Arafat is not haram. Arafat is out of the haram. So we're going how we go for Hajj. From Makkah we go to Mina. From Mina we go to Arafat. Now is the day, the ninth day of Hajj. Al-Hajj Arafah, Hadith in Tirmidhi. The essence of Hajj, the most import, important component of Hajj is Arafat. You must be in the state of Ihram. You must be physically present there. And mashallah, when the wukuf starts and that, you are there and so forth. So that is. So Imam Tirmidhi, rahimahullah, commenting on this Hadith, writes, this is the mother and the essence of all the rituals and all the actions of Hajj and so forth. You see? So that is what we should. Why is Arafah important, Mulana? Three reasons. Every Nabi from Nabi Adam right to Nabi Isa the last prophet of the Israelites came for Hajj and Mustafa performed two Hajj before the migration and one Hajj in the tenth year of the Hijrah Hajjatul Wida that is known as the farewell Hajj where the Master bid farewell to the Ummah and Hajjatul Islam that is the first Hajj and Hajjatul Balagh Allah so these are the names of it and the best book is in Arabic and Urdu I have both excellent masterpiece I consider it in the Sheikh Qad Afada wa Ajada fi Adal Mawdu Hazrat Sheikh Hazrat Mawlana Muhammad Zakaria Nawwar Allahu Marqadahu Sheikhul Hadith remember wrote a book Hajjatul Wida wa Umratul Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in Arabic and it, in three days four days when I went to yeah, Chipata in Zambia Mawlana Abdurrahim Mutala he told me Hazrat wrote that book in three four days me and you will take three years also we can finish it so you must remember that and then the Urdu translation the Taqriz is written by Allama Sheikh Yusuf bin Nuri Rahimahullah and the translation by Mawana Yusuf Ludyanvi Al-Shaheed Rahimahullah so all these people we met mashallah with Allah's help so they were giants and big big mashayikh so these are masterpieces so every Nabi came and performed Hajj okay so where they came to Arafat okay then second thing is why Arafat is important you know Allah speaks of it in the Quran go open Mishkat you will find it there the long hadith in the starting so you must remember that you see you driving a car so every year you have to renew your license right so Allah told us Allah to be Rabbikum am I not just sustainer nourisher provider we all said yes 
This happened in alam arwah in the realm of the souls and the spirits. So tomorrow don't come and say, Inna kunna anhada ghafilin. We were unaware. I'm warning you already now. Allah is telling us. So this ahad alas, this covenant, this pledge was taken in Wadi and Naaman. Wadi and Naaman is Arafat. So we go to Arafat to renew our pledge with Allah. Therefore, when we are there, I tell the hajis three, four things. I say, you won't find this in your hajj kitabs and all. You must try and complete your Quran Sharif. So read, read, read. Then the last Jews, the last 22 surahs, what do I downwards? Complete the Quran in Maidan Arafat after your hukuf time starts and then raise your hands and then see if your du'as accepted or not. 100% accepted, inshallah. One. Two, then repeat these words. Anta Rabbuna. Anta Rabbuna. Anta Rabbuna. And then you tell me if your risk increases or not. We're taking our pledge with Almighty Allah, Jalla wala, which we took in those days before Nabi Adam salam, was created. Third one, Hadith in Tirmidhi, Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Dua'i wa dua'ul anbiya min qabli. Every Nabi came to Arafat and read, La ilaha illallah wahdahu, la sharika lahu, lahul mulku wa lahul hamd, wa huwa ala kulli shayin qadir. So it shows every Nabi came and everybody read. So we will read La ilaha illallah wahdahu till the end. We will read Anta Rabbuna. We will make Tawbah istighfar and we will continue with Labbaik Allahumma Labbaik. Hadith Tirmidhi Ayyul Hajji Afdal Ya Rasulullah. Which Hajj is the best? Ala Ajju Bil Ain Wa Thajju. Al Ajju Rafu Sawd. Raise your voice. Labbaik Allahumma Labbaik. Labbaik La Sharika Laka Labbaik. Inna Alhamda Wa Nimata Laka Wal Mulk La Sharika Lak. Those youngsters, I call them. One, two youngsters, they meet me now. Even last week in Durban, one youngster met me. He said, you remember how you used to give us the mic and we used to read? Today is becoming a movie. He's called qualifying now. You mm-hmm. understood? So you catch all this. Hey, come on, come read here. So they say, we don't know. You read, I'll help you along. Labbaik Allah, Labbaik, they all know. You understand? That we fill in little bit, then they read. and then, So we build it up like this. So it's good for them. So like that. So that is Arafat. Arafat means to recognize. So there, they say Nabi Adam salam met Sayyidah Hawa. He came from Sri Lanka. This is not Hadith, Quran Hadith, history. And she came, our mother from Jeddah. Therefore, the name is Jeddah, our grandmother. Arabs, I heard, bin Baz and them also saying Judda. You understand? The old sheikhs. They were great, great ulama. We have ikhtilaf with Messiah, but they're great ulama, you must remember. If you read bin Baz biography, you will cry certain places. What were sacrifices they made? So anyway, you must remember that you look at the good also, you'll find good things. Anyway, so the point I'm making here is this. So Jeddah means grandmother. So our grandmother, she landed there. So they walk, walk, they met in Arafat. You see? So this is history. So this time. Musdalifa, it means to combine. You see? You're going to combine Maghrib and Isha there. So from Arafat to Musdalifa, basis you walk. It's night time. When we used to go, we know all these agents and Kota and Sahuk, nothing of all that in those days. So then we used to get our, our group, whoever is with us. He said, come on, we're all walking. Subhanallah, now I used to go to Masjid Namira, me and my wife. We make wukuf inside Masjid Namira. We read Salat there. We make wukuf there. We don't go anywhere. No food allowed. We just have liquid. Enough liquid you have, you understand? Water, juice, this, that. 
after sunset, then we start walking. You must remember that. And now your target is Musdalifa, straight road. You'll come there to Musdalifa, one hour it will take you. Now, sometimes you're getting slow. Then you see one old lady, Turkish lady, Afghan lady. She got the pot on her head and she got the stick and she's overtaking. I say, Besharam, old lady beating you. You feel yourself. Can't you also walk fast like that? You know, we, we, we rebuke ourselves. Mm-hmm. You understand? So the inspiration and everybody reading the bake, you must remember that. The Kalas are walking, the Opas are walking and everybody. So that time was the true Hajj, you must remember that. Now all these quotas came and the Saudis also, they're more interested in just making money, money, tax and all that. And the amount of walking you must do now, you get finished, man. You must remember that. So unnecessary because of their maladministration and all this type of thing. The gate is there, they'll tell you you can't walk straight, you must go right round like that. You must remember that. Crazy, you know. So anyway, so that is there, you read Maghrib and Isha. Quran says, Mashar al-Haram is a small portion where the masjid is, but the whole area is called Muzdalifa. So three places, where must you go? You must go to Mina, you must go to Arafat, you must go to Muzdalifa. Okay, so we got three. Two mountains you should go, you must go to Jabal Thawr. Don't climb, you heard? Go just Google it, you can just Google it now, Mulana, quickly. Jabal Thawr, two weeks ago, ten days ago, some people went, India people or Pakistan, three of them or five of them passed away there. So lightning or something hit them, you must remember. So therefore, we don't encourage anybody. It's very high. Saur, Jabal means Jabal mountain, Saur, ox. So the mountain looks in the shape. And inside that mountain is the Ghar, which Allah speaks about. Chapter 9, verse 40. So when we go, we tell the bus, you must stop there. We tell people, come out, you want to take your photos, whatever. There's no people there, so it's fine. And all these type of things, you see. So that is, but I tell nobody, I say you want to climb, you climb, we're going, we're not waiting for anybody. Because your climbing will take one, two hours. And by the time you come back, Allah alone knows, you see. But we discourage people. You saw something there? She- 29th December. Yeah. So 2023. Now it means, you understand? Yeah. So there's just two weeks Lightning ago. Lightning strikes four. The four people, you see? So I hope you'll carry that article in the news also. So in those days. So you must remember, therefore we discourage people. So we got four places already. Mina, Arafat, Muzdalifa, Jabal, Ethur. And you can't see the cave from the ground, but when you go up, that is where Mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Abu spent three nights there." You see, then you come, then Allah we come Jabal Nur. So Jabal Nur is very easy. You just climb there. Even I climbed it up. So in my youth, like you know, I say, "Hey, let me just climb quick, 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 climb up." Now they made very nice pathway and all that. So you must remember, and inside the cave, the Ghari Hira Ikra Bismi was revealed. So how many places you got? Five so far. The sixth place you must visit for the men. You must go to Mu'alla. This is an indictment upon the Ummah. Paki, you announce, we're going there Friday, tomorrow morning, I'm there in Medina, so we're going. You will find a hundred people are coming with. You tell them tomorrow we're going to Mu'alla. People can't even pronounce the word properly. Mala, mala, na mala, mala. So Mu'alla, Makkah is at the slope. You must remember. Mu'alla, the upper region. And Hajun, that area is called. And where your hotels are, your Zamzam Hilton, that is Misfala. 
So that's the lower part. You must remember that Makkah is at a slope like this. So we saw those days when Zamzam water, you could go there and take out the water yourself, the beer. You understand? In 74 and all this kind. Now everything sealed in toes. You can't see anything. So anyway, so all that. So how many we got now? Six. You understand? So that is the graveyard. Isn't it so? Sure. So, and our mother said, Khadija radiallahu anha is buried there. And Abdullah bin Zubair is buried there. His mother Asma is buried there. Thousands of Sahaba and old Tabi'in and old Ya are buried there and all that. So we must remember this, right? So that is there. Nowadays, there's another graveyard. So you must remember where they say, As-Salat al-Amwat. They don't bury there now. I understand normally, unless you got contact or the, they go to a place called Shara'i. So to Shara'i, you must go with the taxi is far, but it's inside the haram. So there they're burying thousands of people there. So that new graveyard, we must promote this. And for the men, you should. I went there also with Allah's help. My one cousin is buried there also, Shara'i. But you don't know where, so you just stand there and make dua for everybody. Then there's another graveyard which you must know more, Zahid. You understand? Because maybe you just hear Zahid Hajj travels or something. We don't know. Or Suleiman's Hajj travels, you understand? So we don't know what can happen, you see. So you must, that is what I should try and do and teach the people. So you must remember when you're coming back, you understand, from Muzdalifa and all that towards, you understand, Makkah. So on the right-hand side, you will see one graveyard. That graveyard is called Maqbaratul Adal. You understand? The graveyard of justice, like. So there, the Saudi is the big Sheikh. Sheikh bin Baz is buried there. You understand? Sheikh Huzayf is, ma- sorry, Sheikh uh, Sudeh's mother is buried there. You understand? Amir Naif, this royal family, the only person I know of is buried in Makkah is him. So Naif, you understand? The rest all buried there in Riyadh. So, so this is like for them, like, you understand? So uh, it's called Adal. Two more places, then we finish. When you go Makkah, you must try and go there. Nowadays, they've got a lot of stories, but try. So one is called, you must call, call, write down the name, Masnaul Kiswa. You see that cloth, our people call Ghilaf. Ghilaf also is Arabic. Ghilaf and Ghulf. So remember, in Arabic, they call Masna, the factory, Kiswa. So where they sow? In those days, it should take them eight, nine, ten months, eleven months to burn, to sow it. Now everything is computerized, and quick, quick they do it. You understand? And then they put on the new kiswa and all these type of things. You understand? Before it was done on day of Arafat, MBS came. Now he changed it also. First Muharram or tenth Muharram or something. Anyway, so that's their business. You understood? So you must go see that. Many times you would go there, no appointment, nothing. So because I take groups and that, then they give you some of that gold. You understand? That cotton or whatever you want to call. But you say, take it as Hadiya Haji. You understood? So I still got that. You must remember that. But that has not touched the Kaaba still. After that, you'll touch the Kaaba. But you get one, two good guys. They say, this guys came from so far. Let this give them. And then next to it, you must go there, mashallah. So that is called, you must remember this. It's called, you must remember that Mutthaful Haramain. You understood? So the Haramain Museum is free of charge. So that is free. And you don't need no guide, no nothing. Just put the Haramain, you understand? Walking distance from Kiswa, you go there. Everything you must remember, you got Arabic on top, English at the bottom. I just give you one thing, then we finish. You must know about Sahaba, radiallahu anhum. Abdullah bin Zubair, radiallahu anhumah, he was martyred in the year 73. 
He built the Kaaba Musharrafah according to the desires of Nabi alayhi salam, two doors, one for Duhul, one for Khuruj. Duhul, eastern side, Khuruj, exit, so there on the western side, okay? And both doors down on the ground like that. So he did that, and he was martyred. So why I'm explaining that to you, the oldest artifact you will find there in that museum, Ma'rizul Haramin, that's the word. The word is what? So Masna'ul Kiswa, and that next to it is Ma'rizul Haramin. Haramin Sharifin Exhibition Center, like you see. Ma'riz. So you must remember that, so that is, you know, call. the oldest item there is a pillar that was in the Kaaba Musharrafah in the year 70-71, in the time of Abdullah bin Zubair. It's still there till today. So that's very old, old things you will find. Magnificent, something really educational, and so, and it's free. You must remember that, and you don't need anybody. You know how to read Arabic or you know English. If you don't know both, then you need a guide, you must remember. So very, very good. So these are the places you must remember. And if you want, then you can go visit this Muslim World League, all Mufatiyas nowadays, you must remember. The leader also, we don't allow, we don't even consider him. So, but for me, when I went first time, I used to go gapping everywhere. Why? I just want to collect books, you understood? So we do this, hey. So they give us books and all this kind of thing. So like that it is, mashallah. So we make dua, and we must draw a distinction, last comment, that we must draw a distinction between Haramain Sharifain, that is, you must remember, Haramain Sharifain will always be sacred and holy in our hearts, and we'll cry, beg Allah, protect Haramain Sharifain, Majlul Aqsa, all the masajid. And that Ali Saud, that's a different story, you must remember that. Some of them were good, like King Faisal, even King Khalid was good and so forth. But remember, you get these characters like this MBS and that 100% Munai allowing the Hindus and Jews and Nazam to come to Medina, building Sanamas there. You call Muslim this, 100% non-Muslim. So therefore, we must remember this, that Allah, we must draw that distinction between the two. Read abundant Durood Sharif and so forth. Tomorrow night, Friday night, we must scan the sky. Tomorrow is 30th in Saudi. And remember, first will be on Saturday. Tomorrow is 29th, and we have to scan the sky. Inshallah, it will be sighted. So everywhere in the world will be the first of Rajab Saturday. Inshallah, Inshallah. Aziz, Amin. Salaamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullah. Wa Alaikum Assalam wa Rahmatullah wa Barakatuh. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaah.